Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our look at Esther chapter 1 verses 10 through 12 in God's Word translation. The events in this section sets up the um, rest of the story. It sets the stage for what's going to happen later on. But let's listen to God's Word. On the seventh day, when the king was drunk on wine, he ordered Mehuman, Bista, Harbona, Bigta, Abagta, Zethar, and Carcass, the seven eunuchs who served under King Xerxes to bring Queen Vashti in front of the king, wearing her royal crown. He wanted to show the people, especially the officials, her beauty, because she was very attractive. But Queen Vashti refused the king's command that the eunuchs delivered to her. As a result, the king became very angry, and his rage burned inside him. Again, that's Esther chapter 1, verses 10 through 12 in the God's Word translation, which gives it the title, Queen Vashti Disobeys King Xerxes. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Esther chapter 1, verses 10 through 12 in the God's Word translation. In this section, the queen refuses to appear before the drunken guest of the king in his feast. Remember, she has a feast going on for the women. The king has a feast going on for men, for the men. And she refuses to uh, appear before the drunken men. But let's listen to the commentary. Commentaries. I'm using three. While intoxicated, the king requests that his queen to come to his banquet of all men, <laughs> forcing her to leave her own banquet guests, which were the women. What an unhappy falling out there probably was at the end of this feast between the king and the queen. Because, you know, you don't turn the king down. But he put her in such a predicament until, you know, but we'll let's just listen to the commentaries. It's almost a certain that the feast ended abruptly after this, and the guests were sent away silent, probably scratching their head, ashamed because protocol has been really broken in this situation. But let's continue listening to the commentaries. <laughs> the reference to the king's intoxication foreshadows a fourth a for, uh, forthcoming poor decision. So you know something's going to happen because of this drunkenness. And isn't that what happens in a lot of situations? When you're drunk, that means you're not thinking straight and you're making rash decisions. And that's what the king has done. 
And there are lots of, um, the book of Proverbs frequently comments on the inability of drunkards to make wise decisions. And not only do we see it in Proverbs, we see it in real life. People who are given to alcohol or drugs, you know, and they're out of their mind and they're trying to make decisions. They make poor decisions. One Greek uh, historian, whose name I'm not going to even try to pronounce, notes that the uh, Parisians often deliberated over important matters while drunk and then made final decisions the day after while sober. So that makes sense. I'm drunk. I'm thinking of something that I need to do, but I might think about it while I'm drunk, but I'm going to handle it while I'm sober. But then the, uh, the historian also said that at times they would deliberate while sober and then reconsider their decisions while under the influence of alcohol. So, you know, and you know, if you're making a decision under the influence of anything that takes you, you know, your mind and it just, it's not going to come out right. The eunuchs in the story were in the in the scripture and in that time period were male servants or supervisory royal officials. And these particular men were probably castrated to ensure that any child born to the king was the progeny of the king. To the queen was the progeny of the king. So you're not going to have any kind of shenanigans with the eunuchs. The eunuchs and Esther seemed to be in charge of the king's palace and harem, but eunuchs also served other administrative roles. The king may have viewed a public exhibition of his beautiful queen as part of the presentation of his glory and splendor. So he's showing off what he has. So this to him is just a presentation of the glory and splendor of his reign. And in Parisian culture, this would have been uh, probably, it says, you know, that she was going to wear her crown and it was probably a turban uh, put on her royal crown. So their culture would have been uh, a, a turban. Queen Vashti refused to come. The reason for the queen's refusal is unknown. It was against the custom of Parisian women to appear in public. And the king put a great hardship upon her when he commanded her to do such an uncouth thing and make a show of her. If he had not been drinking to excess, he would not have done such a thing, but would have and probably would have been angry at anyone that would suggest it. So can you imagine his male guest saying, why don't you let us see the queen? She, you're showing us everything that's beautiful. Your queen is beautiful. Let us see her. And one commentary says that uh, he possibly wanted her to come with just her crown and undressed, which is definitely unseeming for any husband to do that to his wife. And others were like, well, he probably just wanted her to showcase, you know, to show her off. But let me continue. When the wine, when the wine is in the wit, when the wine is in, the wit is out, and men's men's reason depart from them. And we know that's true. When you're drunk, you don't think. Although the king's request was likely unreasonable, her refusal to obey the king's command was understood as a serious breach of court etiquette, because 
it was still a demand of the king. And you know, the king could just, you know, you don't obey him, he can kill you. He can have you killed. But here's something to consider. Vashti teaches us about the role of integrity and courage. Integrity takes courage. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we continue to study your word. Continue to give us insight. Even insight in that Vashti teaches us about the role of integrity and courage. How many times have we um, done things that we didn't really want to do just because someone asked us to? So thank you for teaching us that integrity does take courage. To stand up for what is right takes courage. And Father, we thank you as we continue going through your word, as you continue giving us life lessons that we can use in our lives and share with others. Father, we pray for those who need you in a special way. We pray for uh, those who are sick, those who need jobs, those who need places to live, financial help. You know, the, the needs are so many, but you are God and you know what our needs are. And we're thanking you in advance because we know that you hear and you listen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.